Hello and welcome to episode 108. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> I, I can't say it with a straight face. 118 of the Game Train podcast. It's no joke. We've done seven episodes this year. Oh my God. Is this 118? This is 118. It is 118. The last one was Halo episode, but this is the Game of the Year episode. That's right. Oh, this is the big Game of the Year episode? This is the moment we've been waiting for. That's that's correct. So, uh, yeah, everyone, we're about to rip through our GOTYs of 2022. We're actually recording this on the 30th of December 2022, so we just snuck in there. Uh, and you should be listening to this about a week later, I hope. Yeah, in 2023, as is tradition. Yes. Hey, Callan, can I please call this episode Goatee Simulator 3? No. Ah, uh, nice try, but uh, would have been nice. Would have been nice. No, it's GOTY 2022. That's right. So is, is, we're not going to have any news or games we've been playing or any of the other rubbish. But we do have a lame love hype train, of course, because you can't do an episode without that. But before uh, all that, I was going to say let's go to news, <laughs> but we're not. We're not going. We're not going to the news because there's Oops. news around. No. Uh, all right, we're going to jump straight into it. So we've got a whole heap of categories. We give you our nominations, and then we. Uh, uh, give you our, our choice, pretty much. We've done it the same every year, so uh, we'll get stuck into it right now. So, first up, first category, I thought you were going to say something. Oh, yeah, no, uh, I was. Oh, I, right. But I wasn't. Okay, so the first category today is Best Mobile Game. Oh, my goodness. This is actually a new category for us. We actually haven't spoken much mobile gaming, but we thought this year it should get a mention because there's been some good mobile games. Yeah, it's... It's been and not just I mean there's many years there's been good mobile games but we've actually played them this year and we've just sat down and actually played a bunch. Yep, that's right. So in terms of best mobile game, the nominees are Marvel Snap, Vampire Survivors, Diablo Immortal, and Genshin Impact. Ooh wee. So Carl, what's your best mobile game of the year? Vampire Survivors, no music needed. Uh, yeah, that's it. Was very easy for me that game. I played a lot of it quite late, as, as a bunch of us did, uh, through recommendations. I think you'll have a similar story of being told over and over we should check this game out, but it just seems so small and silly that you're like, I've got so many other games to play. And I finally tried it on Xbox and was just sucked into the world straight away. Such easy gameplay. I love the fact, my favorite thing is that it is just like one input. Um, and then I got just sucked into the gameplay, and then we found out through a, a shadow drop at the Game Awards that they were adding it to mobile for free that day. And a bunch of us just went, oh, well, we'll start again then if it's for free. And it just translates so well. I currently, as far as mobile gaming go, I played on, on my tablet with an Xbox controller. Nice. But yeah, I love it. What about you? Uh, yeah, look, um, I just want to talk about one game there first before I give my uh, best mobile game rap. But Diablo Immortal, now... If you play it like I did without using the money transactions, it's a really good mobile game. Like, top shelf. Careful, we just started. You're going to lose all our listeners. I know, no. But <laughs> if um, the, the money grabbing in that is disgusting and horrible and the way they've gone about it. But if you play through the story, which is about 20 hours. That's pretty good. You get a 20-hour Diablo action RPG game, which you can play through solo, not spend a cent. Very good. It's it's like Diablo 3.5, but it's set before Diablo 3, so it's like Diablo 3 minus 5. Okay. Okay? This sounds like a similar rap to what I what I was, like, 
shouting from the treetops about Anthem, saying there's a 50-hour decent one-player experience if you ignore what it tried to be, which was like this open-world Destiny thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, no, it was like legit a good, fun Diablo game. But m- my choice goes to Marvel Snap, the uh, card game I've been playing for uh, the last couple of months. It's a mm. really fun card game, very simple. Um, the game's a very quick five minutes a game. Um, it's just fun. So many different strategies, so many different cards. Again, you don't have to spend a cent for this game. You can if you want. But generally, you don't have to pay any money, and you'll eventually unlock everything from just playing the game. It takes a long time. Um, but e- even the Battle Pass cards that are released, the Battle Pass that you got to pay for monthly, they eventually, after that month, get put into the um, the card pool, and you can eventually um, find that card and learn it. So, yeah, through unlocks, etc. But uh, it's it's a great card game. It's it's so much fun. It's probably the in terms of like. Uh, competitive card games, probably the best I've played since Hearthstone. Mm, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So for me, yeah, Marvel Snap by by mile there. What I like about our two winners for best mobile game is the the key thing that they both have similar is how they really, really take their genre and simplify it to its core. Like it's not technical, but it still is enough to be a deep enough experience, but it's like a really simple version. Like the Marvel Snap gameplay concept is just broken down to like its bare core of like what makes a fun card game in and out and you're done vampire survivors seems to do the same with like rpg or roguelike it's like what's the bare minimum but still like interesting and still like room to grow uh but yeah best mobile game nice let's let's keep going yeah all right let's keep this moving or we'll be here for five hours yes okay so best story we've got god of war ragnarok Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Mm. This is an interesting one, because I feel like it should be Elden Ring, but I didn't, and anyone who listens to this podcast, no, I didn't jump into Elden Ring very much. Um, and I, like for me, it's just God of War. That was, it was just beautiful. I mean, it is, there's a lot of predictable stuff in there, but it's just told so well and the gaps are filled so beautiful it's just masterfully written and it's not it does not too many like crazy twists and turns or it's not like a, a brand new like blow your mind concept it was just told really beautifully and it really hits emotional hits when it needs to and that kind of thing but i i wish i knew more about the elden ring story it almost wins just because i'm more curious about it like it's got that world that seems to even pull someone like me in yeah, uh, for me, my best story was Horizon Forbidden West. What? Are you lying? You're lying. Don't no, lie. No, no, no. The thing about Elden Ring story is that, like, it's a pretty basic story at, is at, it? at, at the end of the day. Like, there's a lot of world building. There's a lot of world oh, building. Man. But I'm saying your general story narrative is, you know, go kill these things and then do this and then you get to the end and you're, you're Elden Lord, pretty much. Right. You, like Destiny 1. Yeah, like it's like the world building and, and all that is top notch. But in terms of a narrative story, I feel for me that um, Horizon was was to stand out for me, even over ah. even over God of War. Like, okay, okay, just interesting. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think they put some elements in there. I know some fans didn't like what they put in, but I thought it was quite interesting what they put into it. I'm not going to go into spoilers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and things it's like a that. Tricky one to talk yeah, about. well, God of War and how God of War ends, etc. Like. 
It was it was excellent, like a grade story. I just preferred Horizons. Nice. Ju- just it's, it's, there's not a big gap between them. It really isn't. It's a good year for stories. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's keep going. Let's go. Keep this train moving. Uh, best RPG. All right. Um. Oh goodness gracious. W- wait a minute. We've fi- we've heard Elden Ring and they didn't win a category already. This is going well. Happened at the Game Awards too. Oh, true, true. Poor guys. They they snuck in there. All right. Best RPG nominees are Elden Ring. Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus? Arceus. Uh, uh, um, Arceus, I think. Okay, I think so. I hope so. I don't know. I'm allowed not to know. Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Um, those are all the ones that... Uh, only Callan played RPGs this year. Oh, I know, right? But uh, we've got honorable mentions here. Some that games that came out, we didn't plan, but we think they should be in this list because they're actually supposedly very good ones. So these are our honorable mentions yeah. of best RPG and they are live, uh, live, a li- live Alive Live Alive Live Alive Live Alive Live Alive Live Live Alive Live Alive Live Alive Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Triangle Strategy but we didn't play them they're just in there for honourable mentions because we feel they should be in that they category they look like games that we should have checked out but we're just we're just two people and my goodness as much as we tried we just can't get through all these games yeah that's that's right so for me the best rpg is elden Ringles, and that's an easy one mm. um i don't really need to go into why but it was just you know you can make so many different builds um it's an, a in, real class you know you can go spell casting um you can go melee you can go mix of both you can go something totally off track depending on what items you find you can go naked punches if you want uh, yeah, there's just options. It's just a cool RPG. I, I just really, really dug it. And yeah, it was a pretty simple one for me. Sick. Um, I have nothing. I have no horse in this race. I didn't realize till this very second. I even wrote this down before we started. But looking at it, I'm like, I didn't play any of those games. I, you know what? I tried Elden Ring for about an hour. And it was as, as much of an experience as all the others to me personally. I just, I'm not a Souls-like guy, so I couldn't really speak on it. But man, that world looks interesting. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah, Elden Ring wins. Yay! All if right. I had to play one of the yeah. three, it'd be Elden Ring again. Yeah, I know you wouldn't go near the Pokemon games. <laughs> They're both the things. Yeah. All right, let's do the next one. All right, so on to the next one. We've got the best multiplayer experience. So this isn't really like the best multiplayer game out there. or It's sort of like what we had the most fun with playing multiplayer. And that could be online multiplayer or couch co-op multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's been a couple of couch co-op games this year for a change, so that's actually really refreshing. So our nominees are Multiverses, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Overwatch 2, or Overwatch 1.5 or 0.5, or Overwatch 2, (laughs) however you want to say, Goat Simulator 3, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, or Splatoon 3. Hmm, well... This one was interesting. We, we, I th- personally think we had a little last-minute winner in this category, which I'm so glad. Um, for me, it was, it was probably going to be multiverses. That was such a surprise. It was the first time a, what you, a brawler, like a Smash Brothers-style brawler, has ever even moved the radar for me outside of Smash Brothers. And they did it so well. It was really fun, interesting characters, and that was kind of like that was probably going to be the selection for me all the others were really fun as well had a lot of fun with lego star wars for the couch co-op 
uh, situation. But it just so happens to be that Callan and myself and Brianna Grace last night, literally last night before recording, just got bored and thought, what should we do? And we just fired up Goat Simulator. And I didn't even remember it was Couch Co-op. I thought it was online only. And it just, it runs so beautiful. It's a massive open world. Like for just a silly Goat Simulator game, the activities you can do are just so fun and dumb. And you can go anywhere you want, as far as you want, away from each other. You're not tethered to each other or have to do the same missions. We just went our separate ways and we're all unlocking stuff for the same goal. And it was, it's just fun. Like, just dumb, silly, uh, low stakes, but really fun. You can't die. You know, like, you control each other for a laugh. Like, Callan was making my head ginormous with a magic head blow-up tool. And Carl was kicking me halfway across the world. Yeah, with Dragon Ball Z Kamehameha's. Well, that felt good. I get why you like trolling. It was, it was a bit nice. Uh, so, for me, we're just trying to think if it was recency bias, but... I had just so much fun last... Like, we played for about four or five hours, like a long time. And we probably could have kept going if we weren't tired. We were exhausted. It was just so much fun. We just had a few drinks, a lot of laughs, just literally sitting side by side on a very big couch, looking at a big old screen. You kind of need a big screen for it, though, because, you know, it splits it up, and the world is quite detailed and small once you start doing big jumps. We had... We're nice and close. It was cozy. What a great experience. So, for me, it's Goat Simulator. Yeah, I'm going to go Goat Simulator as well. The other option is Overwatch 2, but we did that already with yeah. Overwatch 1 six years ago. So We did. It is fun, though. It is it, still it, fun. It, it is fun. And and Shredder's Revenge was fun in a group of six as well. Mm, yeah, that was... But uh, it was the couch co-op. It was that nostalgia feeling of sitting on the couch with people and playing a game, split screen on the one TV. Yeah. And you, you're not on microphones or anything like that. No. You know, you're not someone's not disconnecting randomly. At, yeah. at, well, our controls randomly disconnected, <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, just in general, you know, there's all this sort of stuff going on. It was just nice. It was fun. It was a, a surprise. And normally, we don't put anything in this late into the year, but we thought we should because it was just such a great thing. And it's yeah. still this year anyway. And it was. It came out like a little while ago. Um, it wasn't like just a couple of weeks. It's just we happened to play it a little bit later. Like really experienced the uh, multiplayer experience. In that way. And I love how it knows what it is. Like, it throws in so many fun references. We saw Dust level from yeah, Counter-Strike. Yeah, yep, Dust level. Uh, what else was it? We had the CrossFit and the church. We did, what was that, the run and run? PT, we did the PT trailer. Oh, yeah, the PT one. I don't want to say too much more. No. I don't know if it's spoilery. There's a, there's so much in there. Just so, so many references. D- and designing we were like, a character which came out as a giant crate. Yeah, holding a... a Mannequin and I don't, it was just insane, but yeah, a lot of fun, easy yep. win. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what else we got? We've got uh, best art styles. So this Ooh. isn't the best graphics, but just the best, I guess, presentation of a game in its own right. This one's real. I mean, I guess a lot of these is like objective and and taste, but this mm-hmm. one especially art style is a tricky one. It's really like anyone can like any type of art style more you know like that's a really hard one to yep. write but hey that's the fun of this this belongs to game train oh wow okay right so we've got the best art style the nominees are elden ring stray ollie ollie world horizon forbidden west scorn or god of war ragnarok oh, this one is hard 
this one is tricky. There's there's a lot of standouts there. Stray had a beautiful looking world. Um, Scorn was very striking, and I thought it, when I first saw the trailers, I thought it would easy win this category this year. Uh, but for me, Oli Oli World skates by. <laughs> it is the art style is, is really refreshing. Um, I, I love unlocking you know the outfits and stuff and the outfits were so cool really just weird and interesting sort of 2d worlds and characters and the way that some of the levels work and like grow and change as you as you play it's a 2d skater game just quickly for anyone who doesn't know um and i i really like how their like fashion which is a big part of what you unlock just different outfits and stuff how it looks cartoony and silly but also very nostalgic and real at the same time like you're unlocking old converse shoes and uh, just like really recognizable outfits, but done in their style. And it's, I just thought the world was awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you, sir? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought we're on the next one already. Um, uh, Elden Ring, I just thought it was um, just a stunning world to look at again. I think FromSoft have done that in most of their games. Just mm. very cool architecture. And the creature design, the, too. The, the creature design, the architecture in the game different zones you go to in this one as well it was all open world but all the different areas felt so different and unique then you'd stumble upon like the underground cavern with the starry sky etc there was still so many things like that that i kept making me go oh wow throughout the entire game that's so nice i yeah, love that e- even right up to the very end it was like oh wow that's set maybe the final boss room yeah that was probably the only bit that i didn't go oh wow <laughs> yeah I, each time yeah I- <clears throat> Excuse me. I love that when you can do that in in a open world and in a fantasy world because we've just seen so much, especially with like your Final Fantasies and you know your World of Warcrafts, your big open world games. We've seen a big lava level and a big ice level and a big you know. But when they do something different and the sky is different or the walls are made of something we're not used to or there's like um, you know plant life that is just unusual and weird. <coughs> I did it a bit in um, what was that one last year, which kind of had the same sort of scorn um influences but just not as hard returnal oh yes but only at the start and then once you know nothing surprises you after that you yeah. know like yeah well th- this was great like for example the lava area was like a castle half sunk in lava and and things like that it was just really cool that's cool very yeah, I very can, cool I can get behind that yeah and yeah it was just awesome Nice. All right, next one up, we've got uh, Best Graphics. Now, this one will make sense as soon as you hear the nominees. These these are like the best looking, almost, it's nearly like best realism, I guess. But it's just what captures the world like we know it, even if we don't know it. Like things like God of War. But these are there's a bunch of games here that can't go into best art style. So, for example, Gran Turismo 7. I'll continue. The nominees are Gran Turismo 7. Callisto Protocol, God of War Ragnarok, and Last of Us Part One. Uh, for me, it was God of War Ragnarok. Like even on a small 1080p TV, this game, you know, just the graphic style and and the detail is just unbelievable. It, just in the characters' expressions and and things like that. But you know, it's all based off realism, even though it's a fancy world. Yeah, and there are things like giant snakes and. Yeah, but don't they just look amazing? I, I know, but yeah, like yeah. I'm saying, like Kratos' design and yeah, like his beard design. and stuff. Yeah, his beard yeah, and his beard when you're going through snow and there's specks of snow in his beard and yeah. and things like this. It's just just the realism of the graphics of the of the human expression just 
uh, is pretty incredible. Yeah, I feel like I almost wish I, I could say Last of Us Part One because that's kind of what it did the most and and why it's even made again for well, I think this is the 14th time it's been re uh, 14th I, or 15th I, I, I don't know that and Skyrim are having a, <laughs> yeah. a bit of a showdown at the moment exactly I want to know which one has released the most times the closest together oh it'd have to be Skyrim oh yeah you know what I mean because this like remade it then remade it it feels like yeah it feels like the remaster came out and then they remade it and it's like guys please stop this like Skyrim came out on many things but as one version, and then they remade it, like, maybe five years oh, later? Well, they never remade it. They always remastered. Oh, that's what I mean, sorry. Yeah, or definitive edition, mm. or things like that. While Last of Us went for the remake, which is the exact same game, just prettier. Yeah. Um, I want to I say that for this, only because of... Um, see, this one, I don't actually have to play it to see it, but, but unfortunately, I, I didn't play long enough to truly know, so I'm only speaking from looking at trailers, which... We're mind-blowing, but we didn't actually jump in ourselves this year. So for me, it was God of War as well. Um, they just released the photo mode like weeks and weeks after they released the actual game. And that really that, lets that, that's you... That's poor. That's what? That, that's really poor. Like, I know. By that stage, most people have finished the game. It's like, yes. do I really want to play through this again? Just to, to take do... photos. And I find, even with the first God of War, I don't think I'd ever play through it again because... It's not like a game where you can skip bits and all that. You have to go through every bit in this game. It's such a singular experience. Like, maybe five years later. You know, like... Yeah. Yeah. But even then, it's like, you know, you've got to go through the narrative path again. Like, while Elden Ring, I could do in a totally different order. Yes. Um, and a different... You could be a different person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but well, what was I talking about again? The best... The photo mode. In the, oh, the photo mode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stop releasing photo modes late. I know. I mean, I'm glad I took so long, but I know the difference was crazy. I ran into a boss. I, I don't want to spoil the design of these bosses, but uh, it was a big lizard-like creature. That's all I'll get into. But as soon as I was fighting it, as it swung at me or took a big bite, I just pressed pause, did photo mode, and then you can move the camera all around the enemy and see like the shape of its jaw and how its eyes look and the effects of the fire around this animal or creature and it's so cool and I would have missed out on that if I'd gotten past that part and then photo mode came out because I don't think I would have continued on the whole game and then restarted it and come back all the way to, you know but now I'm lucky enough to be about halfway so I've got half the game to see it but there are moments like the jellyfish moment that I wish I could have paused yes like you can pause but that's all you see just that one screen in photo mode it's not just about taking photos for me it's about being able to like move the camera around a, a creature like if you see a like a wolf or you know any you pause it and then you bring the camera right up and see its design i love doing that stuff outfits of bad guys and stuff yeah all right on to the next uh one and we've got best gameplay of all last year's games written down so we're going to skip that one Oh my god, did we not do the best gameplay one? No, we didn't, we forgot about it. Um, <laughs> oh whoopsie. God. Uh, so anyway, we're just going to continue on down to best soundtrack now. My god. Yeah. We did so well. How did we skip best gameplay in a video game's got... Uh, I'm, okay, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, whoopsie. Whoopsie. Uh, best gameplay goes to Tunic for the instruction manual gameplay. No, anyway, uh, best soundtrack. 
Here are the nominees for best soundtrack. We have Elden Ring, Oli Oli World, God of War Ragnarok, Stranger of Paradise, Horizon Forbidden West, and Return to Monkey Island. Beautiful. This one was just so easy for me. Personally, it was Return to Monkey Island. Yes. Easy peasy. Uh, It was like, they know what was awesome. Like, the first one and two, even three after that, the soundtrack was so fresh and so different even back then. It was like this reggae, Caribbean, bouncy kind of soundtrack happening during this big adventure and... You know, you're doing this point-and-click adventure as a pirate, and it's it's kind of it's very positive and boppy, but still got that video gamey sound. It was such a beautiful and un- unusual mix in a time that was just very modern, synthy soundtracks. Um, and I didn't realize how hard it, it felt like in that when we first saw the Force Awakens trailers ages ago, and you first see the um, Millennium Falcon fly, and you hear the first like bits and pieces of the Star Wars and you just, even in the trailer you're like, oh my god, here we are they do that for Monkey Island, they don't play any of the familiar themes for a while and still really cool, and then you finally reach Melee Island, which is the first of the many islands you go and you know, adventure around in and that music kicks in as it shows the title, and then it continues throughout the game in like, they've added new elements to it, it's, it's all like um, influenced by the first and early games but it's just I love how organic and just, just that kind of mix between gamey but Caribbean sounds. It's just so awesome. So return to Monkey Island. Easy peasy for me. You, sir. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Stranger of Paradise. That was a fun soundtrack. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Elden Ring once again. Bloody Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, pretty much. You know, you can have like the you know, really no soundtrack going on in the caves, but then you come out and face this big boss and you get the big orchestral sound going and, you know, (laughs) it it just adds to the theatre of it all, I feel, um, in in that game. And, yeah, I didn't think personally this year was a strong one for all soundtracks, Well, I do want to do a little shout-out for Horizon Forbidden West because every now and then, running around that open world, I did find myself checking my Spotify to see if I had something turned on. Because it'd be like these really cool, interesting melodies. And I'm like, oh, that's coming from this. Which is just unusual in a big open world game like that. So there was some really cool pieces of music throughout that game, randomly, in the open world. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, really I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, in the past, best soundtrack, there's always been something that's really stuck out. You know me? what I hear, though? Sorry to interrupt you. Is that Xenoblade Chronicles Three apparently had a really good one, and we just oh, didn't. Oh wow, we in. just missed that yeah. one too. Fantastic. I heard that was meant yeah. to be quite good. Anyway, if anyone you know, write us a comment in our Facebook or, or our Instagram and tell us if if we really missed out on something amazing. But I, I've I've heard around the grapevine that music wise that was quite an anomaly. Yeah, um, like you know, in the past I've had like what Final Fantasy Seven remake and things like this with. You know, it's Final Fantasy VII music, which I just adore anyway. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. That's you know, like me you, and Monkey Island. Just, <laughs> or, I think even last year I had New World because that music really stuck out to me when I was playing mm. the game. Uh, Persona, I think I've had in the past as well. Persona 5 music I still listen to today. While this year's one's not really probably going to go back and listen to that music again. No. You know, um, and I think this year, personally, it was a little bit of a disappointing one for Best Soundtrack. That's, that's just my opinion. 
Really? I don't know, man. Like, even, I didn't even mention, but Oli Oli World's soundtrack was epic as well. Like, I was saying to Callan earlier, before we recorded, that many times I would just leave that music running while I was live streaming and do just, um, just chatting and talk to everyone on chat and have that as my vibe music. And often, while playing the actual game, people in the chat would ask me what that playlist was, and I'd get to be all proud and be like, well, actually, that's the game I'm playing. It's Oli Oli World. That had really cool music too, and in each of the worlds, the themes changed to match the vibe of the world, and all the levels had different music. It was very cool. I liked that one too. I, th- I think we had a pretty good year. Yeah. Okay. okay well, yeah. It's your your opinion. It is right, and it's the uh, correct uh, one. Uh, um, best world to explore. <laughs> Our next one, best world to explore. You want to do the nominees? First? Uh. Okay. Sure. Uh. Best world to explore is Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok, Tunic, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Horizon Forbidden West, Dying Light 2 Staying Human, and Goat Simulator 3. That's very professional. I I know, I thought I did a really good job right then. We should cut that bit out to show off this whole podcast. That's That's the trailer. That and more. And they're like, it's downhill from there. Yeah, that's it. That's all game over. All right, what was your... Your best world to explore oh, this year. This one, like, there's a lot of good worlds in there. There was more even, like, you know, Stray might be in there. There's, it was a good year for worlds. Ah oh, man, this one's this one, this one was tricky for me. And I have to. If you say Horizon Forbidden West, I'm going to say BS because you sat in the first area for 50 hours. Wouldn't that tell you that I enjoyed exploring it? No, that would tell me you sat in the photo mode for 50 hours. I'm going to say it was 140 hours, and it was the first 30% of the map. Like, Yeah, okay. All right. So is that your favorite world to explore then? I don't know. I haven't explored it yet. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. My favorite this year was actually Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. That one, I didn't think I'd have as much fun as I did in it. It, it is... You know, it's Star Wars. Of course, it's going to be great when it's Lego, but it was really uh, marketed as, like, easy, kiddie game, open world. Well, not open world, but just big game with a lot of the, like, all nine movies. But then as I jumped in, a lot of those experiences are in semi-open worlds, and they have, like, just the... It's hard to explain, unless if, if any of you listeners have ever played Simpsons Hit and Run, it had that vibe. It was the first time we got to discover Springfield, which is a place we'd seen for so many years but being like this is where something is in comparison to something or else or the South Park RPG yes. games that was amazing like that where you're like I've been looking at this for 10 years and I've never just clicked where things are and in, in Star Wars it's like little things like that where you'd walk around like what I never know how to pronounce it Moss Eisley yeah, I thought you were going to say Moss Eisley as well yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that place is just like you, you know you, it was just so cool to walk around it uh, but so many big the one with the big pyramid I wish I knew more about Star Wars where they in the in the jungly place aztec moon place with the Ewoks uh, are you saying Endor? <laughs> that's what I'm saying oh no oh. oh well if we didn't lose everybody with uh, Diablo Immortals the rest have gone now I guess we're even uh, but I had so much fun walking around and discovering different places and talking to different characters and doing side quests. They're all so silly. It's a big, like, the core of it is just a big dumb collect-a-thon if, if you look at it just flatly. But it's so fun to just discover those worlds, even as Lego. 
so yeah, that was my one this year. Uh, yeah, mine was Elden Ring. Um, this was from Soft's first open world Dark Souls like game. They nailed it because I wanted to keep exploring that world. Nice. Okay. And I kept exploring every nook and cranny. And every time I went looking, I found a new dungeon or new catacombs or just something. There was always something I would find throughout that whole game up to the end. And it was just incredible the way it was that world was designed to and really gave you no real sense of direction on what it said hey these are the options you can go and do at the start go do what you want and you just go okay then and just go for for a wonder i'd like to uh give a shout out to tunic though Mm. uh maybe not the best world to explore but the way you explored the world was probably one of the best i've ever seen in that you are given an instruction manual at the start of the game with all of the missing pages, and you find these pages scattered in the world, then they give you clues on how you can interact and find things in the world, and that was an amazing design. So that's a um, honourable mention there to Tunic, but mine does go to uh, Elden Ring once again. You know, I'm kind of glad I don't like Souls-like games, because I feel like if I played Elden Ring, this would be a very boring podcast. Oh my gosh, but... <laughs> I would have probably done all the I, same I don't, as I don't know what it shows that how, for me, how good Elden Ring was, or how how dry the year was in general. I, I think know. I think it shows a bit of both, a combination of both, that really, 22 for me was a very down year. There were some great games, God of War, Elden Ring, uh, the Pokemon games I loved, but there, so was, a, there was a lot of, of drought in between throughout the year. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, and we'll get to next year later on, but it's looking it, banging. yeah, it's all looking a lot better than this year. I just like, like, even if we had have gotten a Starfield or a Zelda this year, would have spiced things up a little. I know. Just that little extra spice. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, and they're different games again, but it would have added to it wherein, oh, we can go into that later, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Starfield will have the customization and, and the story, while Zelda will have the exploration and, yeah. and things like that. So just things you can add in there. I just And I'm totally not disagreeing. I'm, I'm thinking, like, it's just because I don't like that genre, but if I did, I'd probably be right there with you. And it would just be, this would just be such a short and quick podcast today. I feel like... It'd be like, what's your best? And you would have went, Elden Ring. I went, yeah, of course, Elden, Elden, Elden like, Ring of the Year. The only reason I'm not picking it is because I just don't like the entire genre as a whole. So I just skipped out on that one mostly. But it's it's really fun to see how well it did, seeing everybody's opinions and even just listening to you, like to Callan here, to the listeners, saying Elden Ring in, in so many different categories, just being like, wow, that game must have must have been something. I did try it for those people being like, this is the one for you that'll change you. Uh, I'm it's just not. sad that Horizon Forbidden West came out at the exact t- same oh, time as that just game. awful for them. Just the same thing again. Same thing we saw they five years ago it. with um, Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn. Just it's- the exact same thing where it's just overshadowed by this genre-defining behemoth of a game but genre defining behemoth of a similar game like it's another open world you know like it is but it, it genre defined the souls like genre yeah while zelda i guess um defined the open world like exploration yeah. style so yeah it's just oh, just sad but both and, those games were so close i mean like similar genre to horizon so you couldn't just be like oh it's for different audiences it's like no 
That's the same audience. They're just going to play the better one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, should we move on to the next one, please, Carl? We should, and it's going to be um, more of what we've been saying. Um, best new IP. The nominees are... Do you, do you want to explain what the best new IP means? A best new IP is like a, a, a new, not a sequel, a whole new idea that's not from something else that existed before it. Uh, for example, Elden Ring, Tunic, Stray... Rollerdrome and Callisto Protocol. Mm-hmm. Well, mine's easy. It's Elden Ring. <laughs> like, if it had been Dark Souls Four, if this had been Dark Souls Four, it wouldn't have made it. But yeah. it's a new, it's a new IP, it's a new story, it's a new world that you're in. So, yeah, uh, if it was Dark Souls Four, which I pr- pretty much is, um, but it's <laughs> yeah, still but called. It it's not though. It's so not Elden though. Ring gets it again. Wow. Yeah, mine. And this is for like two reasons. Mine is Rollerdrome. I had so much fun that I haven't had a game that's captured the feeling of playing the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two. That that wasn't Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Like since this, like since then, and this game's done it for me. It feels so awesome to play. It's if you haven't played it, it's just this big Rollerdrome game set in a in a sort of seventies inspired future, and it. The premise sounds really silly. You're rollerblading around a rollerblading park. A rollerdrome. A rollerdrome, as you would say. But you have to kill people and, uh, like, bots all around to survive. And they're all shooting at you with rockets and guns and all that. And every time you do tricks or grind, that's how you reload your gun. So you have to do tricks as much as you can and killing all the bots is unlocking um, a combo. So you got to do them quickly. The quicker you kill people in a row, the bigger your combo. I won't go more into it. We're not reviewing today. But I just wanted to say that I'm excited for this because the idea of a sequel makes me so excited. I had so much fun playing it. It just was like gamey fun. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was such a fresh idea, such a good flow. And I'm just floored that this was from uh, Roll7, I want to say, as a developer which is the same guys that did Oli Oli World this year as well. It's just, I don't know, even know how they released these two games, but that was definitely, as a new IP, definitely my favorite. Nice. All right. Uh, so we're on to, um, we like this one. This is one of our own ones. It's our, it's our best experience category. We don't have nominees on this one. We pretty much just talk about our favorite experience a gaming experience of of the year. So, um, Carl, if you'd like to go into your favorite gaming experience of the year, please. Sure, of course. Uh, mine, it you know, it just snuck in there. It really snuck in there, you guys. It was quick honorable mention to getting the red Daredevil glasses in Oli Oli World. Uh, a lot of the fashion items are locked behind, um, you know, doing hard experiences of finishing a level or getting a certain amount of points and challenges and so on and these you had to get over 2 million points in a certain level which is uh, a lot which is a level I was getting playing well getting about 400,000 in so I I played this for hours and hours so on and so forth I thought finally getting those was really awesome I thought that was my best experience we were talking about it today and again, wondering if it's recency bias or not, but last night, all of us together playing Goat Simulator, sitting on the couch after what's been a very challenging bunch of years. Uh, and, you know, Callan and I don't get to hang out very often in person. 
and being able to sit all there in a couch with Brianna Grace as well and just have an absolute ball just playing a video game for the sake of a video game there was no like pretentious weirdness about the story or they weren't trying to be like I don't and there wasn't like you know sweaty players just smashing us and sinking us in the ground like when we do Sea of Thieves sometimes and we're trying to have fun and you do for five minutes and then suddenly you can't control someone like that's years more experienced than you just destroying your fun this was just three people laughing and yelling at um, references as they came out and silly ideas and we found the we we found the bouncy goo from space in flubber that made you bounce around like what but anyway that was definitely my best experience uh, from memory this year what about you sir yeah mine would uh would have to be elden ring <laughs> uh beating millennia um that probably the hardest fight in the game it wasn't the last boss it's an optional boss um, but I banged my head against this boss for well over a hundred attempts, and I guess it's the elation of finally beating that boss after so many attempts, changing up my strategy, trying different things, coming back, getting beaten again, changing my strategy again, wow. so on and so forth, respecting my character, changing my gear over and over and over again until I eventually got the win. Uh, and yeah, just it just feels great. Yes, yeah, it feels that like the boss is impossible. Uh, and then you know you eventually learn to dodge all of her attacks, and you sit there and eventually get a clean run at it, and you do it, and you just very exciting. So uh, yeah, that would be mine. Nice. That sounds like you lived the definition of the the thing that makes people play Souls like game, but to the extreme. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it's those moments. Uh, are some of my favorite. It was like the last boss at the end of Sekiro. I hated it until I beat it, like the last boss. Yeah, uh, it just felt so good. Again, that was another hundred attempts at that sort of thing. So the feeling is described as dog balloons. Then oh, dog balloons. Yeah, you remember, for those yeah. of you listening, dog balloons is a level we played in Cuphead, which had balloons the shapes of dogs, and it, we just there was multiplayer. We yeah. were trying to finish this level forever. And I was just yelling at the dog balloons. I don't yeah. know. It always comes back five years on. Yeah, yeah. It's always the dog balloons. Uh, all right. Let's go on to the next one. Now, this one's a great category, and it'll be great again next year. Actually, just for every year, this is a great category. Yeah. I think, uh, when we, I think when, we just love yeah, these. Yeah. So, this is the best indie game. This is the best game from an indie developer. So, first up, Elden Ring. Oh, wait. No, I can't go in there this time. <laughs> so, there is no Elden Ring in this category. Um... Okay, you don't want to talk about that one? No, we should. <laughs> okay, so nominations for Best Indie are Stray, Tunic, Rollerdrome, Oli Oli World, Cult of the Lamb, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and You Suck at Parking. What a year. Yeah, a I, I, again, year. great for indies. Every we, one of those yeah, games. And guys. you know what? The indies are such high quality. Like, we've seen indies take other awards from big games along the way so you know yes. well it takes two was almost an indie wasn't it it was like an EA uh, original. yeah i still find it that it's, an indie. yeah you know and just things like that you know and some people think hades last year had the best story and yeah well and hades changed the world of those was hades last year 
Year before, wasn't it? Year before. I got, I don't know. It's all it's all blurring. But anyway, but you know, it's like games like this where they can come through and take out these awards. Anyway, so what is your best indie this year? Ollie Ollie World, easy peasy. I absolutely that caught me by surprise. I did enjoy playing the first Ollie Ollie. Uh, and then I, I didn't really play much of Oli Oli 2, which both of those were more like side-scrolly pixelated. This one had just this new, really smooth-looking art and everything else, you know, the music and just the gameplay of this. It, it was such a fresh skating game. It's funny that I say Rollerdrome is the one that makes me feel like I'm playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater because Oli Oli World changed everything that you remember. Like, you, jumping is different, grinding is different. How you actually play it is is such a weird kind of almost a rhythm game and it's all about flow god i just what a game and i've enjoyed it since i think it came out early february and i've been playing it extensively throughout they keep they released two awesome dlcs which added new mechanics new levels new whole worlds new outfits just wow i'm absolutely in love with ollie ollie world and what about you good sir uh yeah mine was uh cult of the lamb nice Again, uh, honorable mentions to Tunic, which was an awesome indie. Uh, Cold Lamb gets it because it was kind of two games in one. You got like the town design section of it, and then you've got the dungeon crawling section of it, the roguelike style yeah. of it. But then it also ha- it was cool, just sort of being like, like an evil sort of person in, in it in a way. The characters were really cute. The combat was really fun. It was cool, like getting all the upgrades around the town. And slowly progressing through the dungeons as well. And then coming back doing the town, there's lots of secrets and things to discover. Side quests, things like that. It was just an all-round great indie experience at the end of the day. Yeah, this, man, every one of these in the list are worth jumping into. If, if any of you listeners have missed out on any of these indie games, I, I wish all of them could have won in some way. Uh, again, there was Stray, Tunic, Rollerdrome, Oli Oli World. Cult of the Lamb, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Shredder's Revenge, just excellent. And You Suck at Parking. Well, it sounds silly, but what a game. If you play that with a group of people, just all of these great games. All right, look at us go. We wow. are firing. Yeah, I know. We are, we are smashing it through here at the moment. Is this our shortest game of the year yet? I think so. Probably because we just skipped out the whole of the best gameplay. Yeah, <laughs> and Elden Ring just seems to win everything. Elden yeah. Ring made this a very short game of the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're on to our most anticipated games. This is the thing that we are most looking forward to in 2023. Oh, this is impossible. Oh, this is a great one. Uh, mine is Elden Ring DLC. <laughs> yeah. That's the add-on for Did Elden you Ring. you already have DLC? One small DLC, but I think a new one is coming. Oh my no, God. no, that is not it at all. No, the, um, even though I'm be kind of excited for that, that mm-hmm. might take out our best DLC of next year. Maybe it if might. we have a category on that. Uh, so most anticipated game, uh, and we think all this will release in 2023. Yeah, we can't we, tell the future, guys. Uh, we could be wrong, um, but we've got Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16, Starfield. Diablo 4, Spider-Man 2, and Hades 2. Whoa, a lot of numbers. 16, uh, 2, uh, four, They're two. all sequels bar Starfield. Yeah. Wow. E- even Zelda's a sequel this time. It's a, Yeah, which is rare for Zelda. 
That's correct. We haven't really seen many sequels. We've seen a couple along the way, like Majora's Mask. Um, what else? <laughs> is, that, is, is that it? No. Was there um, Oracle of Ages and Seasons? And then there was the one that came out in the... No, no, those were sort of like released at the same time, though. Uh, and then there was the... Uh, there was the sequel to Link's, uh, a Link to the Past. Was Link's Awakening the sequel to that, you think? No. No, 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 no. It was the one that came out on DS several years ago. Uh, a Link Between Worlds. Oh, yeah, was that, 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 that was a Link to the Past sequel, yeah. Wow, cool. That was great. Because they had the same map and everything, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, why are we talking about Zelda sequels? Anyway, Carl, what's your most anticipated game for uh, Man, 2023? Every one of these is the end. All of them. Every one of these is awesome. But, ah, uh, man. Whoa. I think it's Starfield. I think I want to be in awe of a world again. I think I want to just pick up everything I see. I'm excited to see Bethesda's new engine. You want to climb a ladder. I want to climb a ladder so bad. Like, are you going to get someone to clip that if you're on stream? And just clip me that? climbing my first ladder. Yeah. It's like, oh, feel those oh, rungs. Oh, oh, look mm, at this, look at guys. Up and down without going Cop that, Sony. We can climb ladders Oh, a now. water tower? I don't have to go around it? Yeah. yeah. Instead? Oh, my gosh. For those that don't know, Bethesda's old engine, uh, for whatever weird reason, and I don't know why. No one does. Um, Not even could, Bethesda. He couldn't climb ladders. Uh, but that's not the reason. I mean, there's so. I'm like this isn't the game I think will be the best, because this game has the potential to just fall apart in so many areas. But it's the most ambitious. It's like, it's. I feel the same way about this as what I did feel uh, before I played No Man's Sky, before any of us knew it was going to be this debacle, which is now amazing, by the way. But when it first dropped, we were like, oh, this is weird. But before it dropped. It was just this kind of thing that we're like, what is this vision? This is so big. It's so crazy and weird. And like, you can build your own ships and design them however you want. There's like a hundred planets. They're all, I don't know. It's just, I'm excited to go in this world that is new and weird and fresh from Bethesda. Some of the people that made like some of the games that we've just disappeared into those worlds more than any other. Uh, That's my most anticipated game. What about you, Callum? It's a real tough one for me. Like, I really want to say Final Fantasy VII. It's this. Let me highlight it for you. Uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake Part Two, but I think that's getting pushed. That's not coming next yeah, year. Yeah, because um, I just I just froth over that game because yeah. that, that would take out probably best story, best music, all these things oh straight away. Like guy. ridiculous already. Um, Elden Ring's getting jealous listening to you talk. Spider Man like Two. I'm really looking forward to. Because the original PS5 demos, they're using a lot of examples of Spider-Man th- uh, webbing through the city and going, look how much faster he can do it now and things like this. Mm. They've got Venom in it, my favorite villain in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Uh, they've got all these very cool things. Will, will we get to wear the black Spider-Man suit? Will we get to play as Miles and Peter? Will it be co-op? <laughs> what will they change in New York? Will they make a new New York or will it be the exact same map again? New York. Uh, well, Spider-Man world is a tricky one. It's yeah, in New York. Yeah, but will they expand that city? Will they just give us new boroughs? Will it be the exact same map? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of questions around it. It will look great. It will run great. But I I don't know. It's like... And then Final Fantasy sixteen, a mainline game... Well, fourteen's a mainline game. But, you know, directed by Yoshi P, one of the... 
uh, most modern uh, Final Fantasy directors on 14 who did like uh, Heaven's Ward and, and all like he saved Final Fantasy 14 from dying yeah and 16 looks fantastic it looks very mature as well although we don't even know what it looks like uh, we don't really know <laughs> what the combat that, yeah. that's the question mark over but I'm probably going to say Diablo 4 oh what yeah I know wow. I, I know I love the Diablo games Diablo 3 when it released was a disappointment mm. in a lot of ways they fixed it with Reaper of Souls the expansion uh, with loot 2.0 and, and a lot of things like that yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't just it wasn't the normal game it was the end game of the game that was the problem and the itemization I'm hoping they've learnt from that and them going with this sort of open worldish Diablo 4 looks really cool the open um, world looks interesting and, and them talking about seasons already and adding new content every season now I don't mean just adding like at the moment they're just adding little things right so it could be something like uh, a, a different way to upgrade your gear or, or a new set for each class but I think they're going to go the Path of Exile approach which is when they do seasons they add big differences to the game like I remember one season Path of Exile that added a way to make your own garden and you'd find these like seeds and things and that and you go plant in this garden and you connect everything up by these pipes in this garden and eventually it gives you like new gear and power ups and things from this garden it was just a really cool mix it's a whole new game for, for this season like you could play through a normal game but then also have this side thing and I think that's what they're going to do with Diablo 4 they're talking about new story elements every season uh, new monsters every season probably eventually new areas to go in every season things like this to add just to the mix man i'm, um, I'm so excited for that there's too. a lot of ambition in the game we've been waiting for a new diablo uh for 10 years now so it's time i'm excited i hope they do it right um and yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited for it yeah okay i want to change my answer no they're they're also excited like i mean what's funny to me is zelda tears of the kingdom it's the only reason that's not the most anticipated game is because I'm tired of it being my most anticipated. It's just been too long now. I feel Look, like it's. I, I, I think for me, like Breath of the Wild is not my most favorite Zelda game of all time. I don't. It didn't win Game of the Year that year for me. Um, it's an excellent Zelda game, but do I want more of the same as that, or would I prefer a new Zelda experience, like a new fresh story? I'd say both. I want more of that, but I wanted it like three years ago yeah this is it feels what's 2017 it's so long like i feel to go to the same engine a similar world which we think may be the same world we don't know yet yeah maybe when it drops we'll all shut up and go oh my god i stand corrected but for now it looks so similar that it's like i and i would have been so excited but after finishing breath of the wild i was like give me more of this world like soon next year or the year after but if you like I don't know I've, yeah I feel like I want new engine because new, they change so often and so beautifully yeah, yeah. And, and how will the Switch run it now if they're expanding on everything how is the Switch going to run this game it has to be is it going to be Switch, good right? like are we going to get a new Switch or is the new Switch still two years off it's at least two years off it's got to be it like, can't be next year uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting a one. Console next year. Yeah, um, but anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, are we going for the big one now? We are. We're gonna run through these real quick. These are these are categories that we normally have uh, in some years. So some years, a bunch of the categories you just heard won't be mentioned because we didn't get more than like say two games that we played in that category. And there's a bunch this year with a few games worth mentioning. 
First one was best gameplay that we mentioned nothing in because we totally gooked it before we started recording okay. and had a, a whole list of last year's games, so whoops. Pokemon Snap 2 easily. Pokemon Snap 2. Uh, yeah, whoopsie. Uh, so the next one was best sports slash racing, which this year all we had that we'd actually played was Oli Oli World or Need for Speed Unbound. And I just want to... Need for Speed Unbound was the best fun I've had in Need for Speed in years. Really fun, worth checking out if you could find a way to do it. Uh, I don't know if you can still get the 10 hours uh, demo with EA Play uh, I'm after not, release. I'm not sure. Stop looking at me as if I'm the uh, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> repping EA here. But or, they did have a, a 10 hour kind of demo you could try. So I don't know if that's available, but if you're curious, and I know it, there's such a big reason to just leave it because it's been disappointing in the past, but. Uh, I played with a bunch of friends online, and it was just so much fun. Had some real underground vibes in there. Uh, the next one was Best Party Game, which we only had You Suck at Parking and Multiverses. Both games worth checking out for sure. Uh, we usually have a coolest character section, but it was Kratos this year, and it was not much else. It to was a, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. That's a bit of a weird one. See, see like next year we might have like the lead... Or- of Final Fantasy 16, we might have Lilith, the bad guy of and Diablo 4. Old mate from Hades too. Old mate from oh, Hades no, too. The girl, the yeah, sister. The, yeah, yeah. Like there's so many next year that yeah. I feel that we, we like can, coolest character, but yeah. there wasn't all the cool. Yeah, characters. like they might have Ganon in human form in um <gasps> in Tears of the Kingdom. He might be the most badass character. He might be cool. Or if Sheik pops up in some sort of yeah, like life. there's there's so many different things in that. But this year. We were like, Aloy, Kratos, Bayonetta. Oh, we've done this one before. Yeah. And next, anyone from Street Fighter or even if like a Mortal Kombat drops. This is true. Tekken, they're yeah. cool. Yeah. You know? Uh, we, we very often have a best sim game, but this year it was Two Point Campus. Well, we don't normally, like we normally combine it with like best sim puzzle game, but we didn't really do puzzle games this year. There weren't uh, many. Yeah, s- no puzzle games. Yeah, yeah. So it normally goes best sim. Oh. That's all right, man. <laughs> um, be- best sim. Wish I was that young. <laughs> Best sim, best puzzle game, the same thing. Just like sports racing goes in the same category. Yeah, you combine yeah, them. Sim puzzle, that's But true. for me, the only sim game I played, and it was an excellent sim game, I loved it, was Two Point Campus. Amazing. Uh, Xbox Game Pass. Mm, uh, nice. But yeah, um, like I don't know, just had nothing this year. So yeah, that was a, a, a bit disappointing. Um, and then we've got uh, Best DLC up, and now the Cuphead had DLC... Oli Oli World had DLC. Oli Oli World had two really good DLCs this year, which were worth checking out. But yeah, the cup the Cuphead one was like talked about for years, but we didn't get a chance to jump. It's called yeah. Delicious Last Course. Yeah, which is definitely worth checking out. Um, so I think best DLC will come back to next year. So like we could put into best DLC next year if Elden Ring releases DLC, Horizons releasing DLC. Maybe yes. they'll release the same week. The Oli Oli World ones, which I really wanted to mention, was Void Riders and Finding the Flow Zone. Which cha- In Void Riders, aliens come and they like pull you up while you're doing tricks on your skateboard, which adds to your tricks. And then Finding the Flow Zone, in the middle of a trick, you get blown in the air by a breeze and you can like jump 200 meters ahead and like change all your combos. So like it changes. I love that kind of stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sad that Oli Oli World got two DLCs and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake got zero DLCs. And zero sequel because they just and zero aren't sequel, doing three. And I'm just really sad. That game should... I'm still sad. How did they not make three and four? 
It would have sold easily. At least two copies. Oh, my God. Three Zamdog as well. Zam's at least three copies. Four THPS Andy. Oh, I, I <laughs> There's four copies there, guys. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, there you go. Already. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had best old game where sometimes we jump. This happened famously for us for a game called The Messenger. Please play The Messenger, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's like um, best, best, best back catalog game sort of thing. Like one that's old and you're like, I'm a pick up this and play through it and you go actually this was really damn good mine was yakuza zero it was awesome yeah i don't even i can't think of any at this moment which is why we didn't put it in there Mm. but there are some of the uh you know honorable mentions of categories that we didn't put in this year that we wanted to mention just so you guys knew that games like two point campus that we didn't even get to name today which is a great experience callan had but you have to like where do you put it yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. It like, wins. Best it, sim game, done. Oh, best sim puzzle game. But yep. yeah, so we'll, we we'll, see, we'll see what comes out next year, but those might not make it next year. We can still put the sticker on two-point campus. See, we didn't even have best fighting game, but next year uh, the best fighting game category is looking very strong already. It is. So it, it chops and changes from year to year. Yeah. Is it time? Oh, I think it is time. Look. It's like right on the one hour mark. Oh, wow. This is definitely our shortest Beautiful. game of the year one. That's great. Dropped straight into game of the year. All right. So the nominations for game of the year. I think reading out the nominations, sorry to interrupt, is giving away my game of the year. Yeah, I think so <laughs> it's too. Like it's sticking out like a sword. So what, what, what do I do? Can, like, let, let's just move this here to make it ready. I'm going to just pop this here. Okay. Okay, look. Well, still, it's well, so obvious. Ob- but obviously one of these is going to be our game of the year. Yeah. So it's obvious what mine's going to be. Should we just shut up shop now? I feel like we just leave. But yeah. like, as soon as you read these nominees, they'll be like, oh, that makes sense, that makes sense. That's obviously called game of the year. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, all right. I'm going to read them out real read quick. Read them out, read them out. Uh, so game of the year. Actually, do you want to do each other's game of the year? Because we already know. Yeah, and we yeah, can I'll, explain why yeah. for each other's game yeah, of the year this I'll time. Do, yeah, okay. absolutely. All right, so game of the year nominees are uh, Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, Oli Oli World, and God of War Ragnarok. So, Carl, what was my game of the year? All right, you guys. As Callan Davison, I just want to tell you guys that I've been a, a, such a big fan of Souls-like games for a long time. I enjoy the challenge. A challenge is, is a, a big thing that I really enjoy in the games and just like taking on these bosses and finally getting through. But, you know, I really enjoy the level design and I've just always looked forward to all the different iterations that did like Sekiro. What a great game. I had so much fun with it. And when I found out they were doing an open world version, I was so giddy with excitement, but also just a little bit doubtful. And I wasn't sure. But when I played it, it was everything I ever dreamed of, you guys. Uh, and me as Callan have chosen Elden Ring, obviously. And I don't mean to be repetitive. It's just such an incredible experience. Some of those bosses were better than any of the games I've played. It surpassed all my expectations in open worlds and discovery. It had that Breath of the Wild feeling, but with a different um, piece of exploration and fantasy that I hadn't seen in a long time. And, you know, it was more than I expected and did just keep outdoing themselves. Easy for me. Thanks for listening to Callan. All right. I'm Carl. Uh, because I'm no good at video games, Elden Ring, <laughs> El- El- Elden Ring is not my game of the year, even though it should be because it was everyone else's game of the year. I couldn't get past the 
tutorial, sadly. So instead, I've gone with the 2D skateboarding game, Oli Oli World. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, uh, in speaking as for Carl, uh, Oli Oli World had great customization from your character, etc., all these different things and unlockables throughout the game. But as Carl, what I did love was being able to restart levels instantly and try and try and try again to get that perfect score or trick combination and hit all the objectives. Oh. And if I failed, bang, straight back to the start. Boom, off I go again instantly. Bang, straight back to the start. Off we go again. I love that sort of repetitiveness, being able to instantly jump back in uh, and try a level 100 times in a row. But you just it doesn't feel like 100 times because you're instantly restarting that level. No load screens, nothing. The, uh, uh, go, uh, the way the tutorial teaches you tricks slowly throughout the game, from just simple ollies and kickflips to eventually wall rides and manuals and grinds, and it was such an easy way of of stringing the tricks together in the way they teach you that it doesn't feel overbearing um, at all throughout the game, even though there is so many like trick combinations you can do when you get towards the end, etc. Um, it was a challenge as well. It was a challenge in its own right, just a 2D skating game. It can be hard if you want to get all those uh, best scores and, un- and unlockables throughout the game. The DLC just added to it, like saying before, just new things. I'm looking forward to more DLC down the track or what they produce next. And it was an indie game at the end of the day. So, again, a strong indie game coming through, taking game of the year. Uh, absolute classic straight away. I've sunk so many hours into this. And Oh, yeah, and the soundtrack as well. Such a chill <laughs> soundtrack to sit back and listen to as well. And it, it's great. And then you can also insta-skip all the bad dialogue in the game as well, because I don't want to listen to that. I want to get in, skateboard, and do tricks. That's amazing. <laughs> That's absolutely... I didn't even... I was like, oh, yeah, the insta-start. I did think that. Yeah, and the tutorial, the way that it slowly yeah. feeds you, it's never overbearing. And at the end, you're doing stuff... You, if other people just look, they go, how in the like, hell are you doing if, that? If they dropped it all at once... Oh, and the other thing, you can go back to the starting levels and use everything you've learned to annihilate your scores in oh, like the starting levels. Or pull your scores. Yeah. They, they are, there's like walls to ride, but you don't know what they're for. Yeah. It, yeah. When just manualing and grinding and just being able to link a whole stage in one combo. You learn how to like manual up and down stairs later and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's just things like that that just makes it so good. So yeah, that's our game of the years and we, we already knew going into this what it was yeah. going to be. Very easy. That's perfect. I That's really great. I love that. We know too much about each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, look really for this year, and I'll say it again: it was slim pickings. In a, it was like, a there, bit. there were some great games, but there was still a lot of drought and very average games that came out this year. Games that yeah. could have been good, but just were bog average. Yeah, and um, a lot of that had to do with delays as well. So yeah, delays and COVID, everything else, and we've been talking about this for almost three years now. Yeah, uh, I think now we're going to start coming out the other side of that now that the world is kind of back to normal again. And we are going to see these these games like... like a game like Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm. Um the challenges they must have had when they were developing that in the middle of COVID. Like, the games that came out, like, what, last year and the year before would have been right at the tail end of their development, while it would have been in the middle of 16's development that a lot of COVID yeah. stuff was happening. Absolutely. So... Yeah, it's same with like Spider Man Two and, um, you know, um, Starfield, right in the middle of development. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a real interesting one. Anyway, 
we should wrap this episode up, but first we're going to do Lame Love and Hype Trains. Of course, we have to. All right, so let's kick off with the Lame Train. Carl, what's your Lame Train? (laughs) My Lame Train. My Lame Train was, um, I guess you guys heard a, a hint of it in my most anticipated game. But it was the delay of Starfield. A lot of games got delayed, but I was so ready and so sure of Starfields because they even did their famous Skyrim date of 11, 11, 22. And it was just part of the promo. I was really excited for the 11th of November, 22. Oh, what a great promo date. Australians and Americans can't get it confused. You know, it just... It was ready to dive into that world. I just... I don't know what it was about that particular delay that would really... I was just really disappointed by that one, specifically. Well, I think you said in the world of Elden Rings and Pokemon games coming out this year, you're damn hoping that Starfield comes out just so you'd have something to enjoy yourself. We did have God of War Ragnarok, though. I know, but you got got like three open worlds. Uh, Yeah, two Pokemon open worlds. Yeah, and Elden Ring. And Elden Ring. So and I yeah, played Saints Row as well, which you... Yucky. I know. Yuck, don't say that word on I this podcast. Care. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean, though. Oh, Horizon. Yeah, but you played Horizon. I mean, games, you had three open worlds on me that I didn't get to explore. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. And you're true. running around, tra- it's like Callan got to travel other countries while I waited here. But uh, I thought it was so funny that I got to do Pokemon twice in the one year. Normally it's once. Yeah, This time that- it was twice. It just so annoyed me there with my crossed arms going, hmm. And then it was funny because Carl's in the big group chat. We're all like, Pokemon! Just sending photos of all our <laughs> yeah. shiny Pokemon. And Carl's just in the corner, just sad. Yeah. They're like, I got a shiny. I'm like, I don't know, know what a shiny is. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Starfield made you sad. Yes, yeah, Starfield made me sad. What about you? What was your lame train? Um, oh God, it was a tough one. Because a few things made me sad this year. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. um. I think it was um, when I... Just my TV is shit. <laughs> All right? Okay, yeah, right. I'm just going to say enough. it right now. Let's say less. The, the, the it, yeah. TV's almost eight years old. It's 41 inches or something. It's 1080p. Oh, my... Oh my uh, are you guys play, hearing I was this? playing God of War Ragnarok oh, on it, this, so I didn't oh, stream yeah. God of War or anything because I'm... A game like God of War, and it'll be the same, I think, for me with Final Fantasy sixteen and Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part 2. Yeah. Are games that I'll play by myself to fully immerse, to uh, yeah. get the bass cranking on the sound system, all these cool things. But my gosh, I was sitting there playing it on that, and I'm like, I, I need a new TV. And then when I saw Kyle's TV here, the 65-inch OLED, <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's really big TV. And the blacks are so nice. It's just... Looks really nice, and I I don't know. It's just I feel like I've I have missed something there. Yeah, I'll show you some God of War after this, and uh, just just so you can boot up Elden Ring. A bit more. Yucky. Um, but yeah, no, mine mine definitely is now that the TV is old. It, it is. It's definitely the the TV is older than my Switch. Just turn around for two seconds. No, um, the TV is older than like my Switch and and all that. Like it's crazy. Older than your Switch. Come yeah. on, man. Like the TV was fine when I first got it. Yeah, of course. But so was your Nintendo sixty four. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean it's uh, still my, good. My TV sucks. Ah, uh, nice. All right, uh, let's roll on to the love train. 
What's your love train this year, Carl? This year was a, a really special sort of life goal. When I got to finally be sponsored officially for the first time by something to do with not just being a musician and touring, which is my day job, which is a night job. It's a weird thing to say. But my normal job is being a musician. And this podcasting and doing things with generosity uh, and you know working with Callan here and chatting on the radio, whatever I can do to connect my life in some way in a professional line to video games has just been like a dream. So this year I got to partner with um, Audio Technica officially, which is the mics we're using right now and the headphones we use to monitor everything that we do and the mixer we use for our streams and our podcasts and all that, starting with the last one we did at the Audio Technica booth at PAX and this one. So those last two are the first one that we're fully using our proper Audio Technica microphone uh, equipment things. And I'm just, it's been really nice just to be acknowledged in this field finally to just be like, okay, okay, we're doing something here. So that's been really nice. Thank you. But wasn't it because of your music they sponsored you, Carl? Through generosity, which <laughs> I never would have got outside of this podcast with you, outside of PAX. And they sponsored me first because of these streaming mics and podcast mics. I still, my music stuff is yet to be audio technicified. Where's mine? No. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you have <laughs> yeah. You have the headset, the mic. What else do you want? A sponsorship. It's coming. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll go into my, my love train. And this one's a really easy one. Uh, uh, a PAX in person again. Uh, yes. We hadn't seen one since 2019, COVID, etc. It was so good, again, being in person with people. We did generosity there. So that's all included in this, of course. But it was just so great. Uh, while also overwhelming at the same time, because we hadn't had that in so long as well, uh, after everything. But just... Um, yeah, having everyone in person again, seeing, yeah, rather than having to do it all online. And it was, you know, the other PAXs online have been fun, but it's not like this. It's completely different. Uh, yeah, so it was absolutely. just really nice to have it, have it back at the uh, Melbourne uh, Convention Centre again. And yeah, it was just really, really nice. So I'm, I'm happy. And, you know, next year we've got, there's a few, there's a new gaming convention in Melbourne near the start of the year. Oh. It, then we're going to have... Pa yeah, um, came out of nowhere. Um, and it's at the convention centre, so I'm quite Weird. interested to see what it's going to be Ooh. like, uh, especially since um, in terms of venue, that would be quite an expensive one. Like Even Oz Comic Con was at the showgrounds, which is the cheaper alternative. So these guys have somehow got... What's their angle? Games. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how they fit into everything, like, you know, we have the Anime Expo, we have the, the Oz Comic Con, we've got PAX, then we've also got South by Southwest, which is going to be in Sydney. I think this gaming expo technically should have been in Brisbane. Do you have uh, Supernova as well over there? Yes. But I think I think this gaming expo would have gone off if it had been in Brisbane. I don't understand what it is. Because so then you curious. would have had a, a great gaming one in Brisbane, one in Melbourne, then you would have had South by Southwest in Sydney later on. Would have just been a really cool mix for people mm. that couldn't get to the other cities for whatever, because money and all that sort of stuff, it's of hard. Or taking time off work to travel down. You know, it's like you're, you're Brisbane local, you're like, oh, cool, I can go to this one as well. It's just down the road. Yeah. Um, nice. It just it just would have been nice. Or even put it over in the West. God. Yeah. Chuck something in the West. You know, um, they play games. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so, um, anyway, let's move on to our um, our hype train. 
Uh, all right, so here comes the hype train. Carl, what's your hype train? Uh, if you scrub back a bit on this podcast and listen to our most anticipated game, I guess that's our answer. But uh, I'll go a little further with that. In, nice. t- in terms, of, like we, we we talked about our most anticipated game, where we picked one because we had to pick one. Yes. But it's everything in that list, plus more. There's other games that will come out throughout the year that will probably get. It, it, I think it's. I think it's. I think we spoke about this a year or two ago. The upcoming flood of video games. I know we say it every year, but this time I feel guys, like we've got more hope this time. We've even hoped that maybe Final Fantasy VII remake it's not part. Coming. God Stop damn it. it! But then I can lame train it next year and go Final Fantasy VII remake part two got delayed. I'm gonna love train it and be like, I love telling him that this is definitely gonna happen. Um, yeah. Look, I'm just excited for for Zelda, Final Fantasy sixteen, Starfield, Diablo Four, Spider Man Two, Hades Two, plus all the other games coming out. Uh, next year that will yeah you know that, it, yeah. It, it's it's going to be a, a good fun time like we could you know theoretically see Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 we're not going to but um, you know it, and it's and this all kicks off really in, in January like we've got the new Dead Island coming out oh which, yeah which probably isn't going to be will that it? great but it's still something that's been in development hell for so long Skull and Bones same thing yeah finally. um Things like this. So, Redfall. We're going to have some Xbox exclusives actually come out for once. One of the 14 Assassin's Creed games, maybe. Yeah, we might see the Assassin's Creed mobile game. We might have to bring back best mobile game again. Yeah, bring back the classic. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to. So, we've got the PSVR 2 coming. I, it, I mean, I guess so, if you have a spare yeah, if you have 900 a, bucks. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I am also not I'd rather that $900 go into a new TV. Yes, I would rather my $900 go into your new TV. Thank you, all right, I'm halfway there. Excellent. Um, no, but, like, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. So, And then maybe, maybe, maybe we get the first whispers of the from Nintendo itself about a Switch 2. I reckon we get Switch 2 and GTA 6 announcement same week. And well, break I, the internet. we'll probably get the GTA 6 announcement. 23 now yeah i mean it has to. to that's true that could be fun yeah that would be my hype if they'd done it but now. you know we might even get our first look at the witcher remake oh that'd be nice yeah, just things like that we might get our first look at the wolverine game new dead space remake looks really exciting that's yep. another hype one we might even get a new Pokemon game at the end of the year. Oh, my God. Oh, All yeah. Right, All right, okay, we're going to wrap it up there, folks. All right, Carl, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at The Lyrical. You can find me on Spotify if you just search The Lyrical. And on YouTube with at The Lyrical. That's probably the main places you can find me. Um, and what about you slash us, Callum? Uh, yeah, uh, Game Train Podcast is generally found at Podbean. You can search there. You can search through iTunes. We're also on Spotify. Yeah, we are. All, all those main ones Leave if you want, want to listen to the podcast episodes. Um also, yeah, facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast. On Instagram, I don't know what it is these days because Carl messed it up and broke it. So That's probably my lame train of the year. You breaking our freaking I Instagram. didn't break our yeah, Instagram. It's not my TV. It's you breaking our Instagram. It broke itself. Um, that was a great Instagram account. I miss that. It's still there. I, it's it's mm, Game yeah, Train yeah. underscore podcast. And how are we going for followers on it now? Well, if you guys listening would just follow are us. Are we at triple digits yet? 
No, we are not. Oh, wow. That's all I'll say. Oh. Uh, anyway. Is it, is, it, is it 10 or is it 99? Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, and then Twitter is normally where I float around, at Game Train Talk. So I sort of use that a lot. So if you ever want to say hi or whatever, I'm there. Twitch.tv slash Game Train Twitch if I stream. There'll be streams coming up throughout the year. Obviously, Diablo uh, will be streamed. Things like that. Random games here and there. But yeah, um, we um, you know we've been slack on the content, especially the last eighteen months. So we are trying now to actually do more proper content. We've sort of got a content goal through for the year yes. of twenty twenty two of twenty three. Sorry, um, you know to come back and you know actually produce proper content again and do it properly along the way, rather than the sort of mishmash we've been doing the last eighteen months. Uh, but yeah, um, I hope everyone has a safe and happy holidays and all that. And we'll be back in early in the year. Early, so Pro- early. Probably a week from after you've heard this. We'll have our... And this is making us a- accountable now, Carl. Oh, no, don't say yeah, it. Yeah, uh, we're going to try and do our... and um, You know, our... Looking forward. Our 23 Outlook episode, where we'll go in a bit more depth into Zelda and Final Fantasy 16 and stuff, or Diablo 4, Spider-Man 2, Hades 2, and all the other great games coming out, hopefully in 2023, before the influx of pushes them back to 24, and we do this whole repeat cycle again. Uh, well, you know what? Repetitive is nice sometimes. All right. Uh, anything else? No, that's everything. Thank you very much, Oli Oli World. All right. Thank you, Elden Ring, for being a shining light. <laughs> in my life. <laughs> in my life. All right. I'm Callan Davison. I'm Carl the Lyrical Smith. And this has been Game Train.